other element that was awkward was I was, I'm familiar with the distribution details of those donated shoes. And it just was problematic in many ways. I'm sure it changed many kids' lives, but it also had problems and it was not a world changing concept. I think it's fair to say. There are local economies that I think people would rightly say were devastated by free shoe distributions. Hey folks, this is Michael Vesey from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. And if that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 391. This is the second of two episodes about the whole idea of charitable giving, how you can integrate that into your e-commerce work. And in the first part, if you didn't hear it, we talked about some general ideas around charity and how the difference is between the UK and the US charity and some of Jason's perspectives from having done this as part of his e-commerce work for many years now as part of his charity, so powerful worth listening to. Today, we're going to be talking about some practical ideas of how to give to a charity and some cautionary tales of what not to do or some things that can go a bit funny if you're not careful and lastly, of course, a practical tip. So hope you enjoy the episode. Absolutely. So being practical about how to give, I'm absolutely with you on that. So give us a few examples because you're very versed in both the charity and commercial worlds of how a business can practically give to a charity on an sort of ongoing basis. Sure. Yeah. The most obvious one is cash. Just give them cash. They will appreciate that. And I will say this, the kindest thing you can do is give them undesignated cash. There's a famous example of the McDonald's founder, Ray Kroc, his, his wife, Joan Kroc, had their estate and it was her giving. But I believe the story, you could look it up, but it was something like $1.5 billion was given to, I believe it was the Salvation Army. And it was given in a very tightly designated way with real details about no overhead or that kind of thing. And ultimately the, the charity had to refund the gift 1.5 billion because they couldn't receive it and not incur tons of overhead that they then didn't have any cash to manage. And so anyway, so undesignated giving is the best way to give. But you have to trust the charity. You have to know who you're giving to and how they're going to use that money. But then obviously the other things you can do is gift in kind. A lot of big companies are very strategic about their use of gift in kind or donated product is basically what that is. They call it GIK or gift in kind. And many times that is done strategically to manage inventory. There's a lot of nuance there in terms of how you do it and best practices. The other thing that you can do, of course, is just straight promotion for the charity, like what you did for crisis in London. You just be a quasi fundraiser for them out of your own kind of 
systems or method to give back. You can also give other assets that you have, like your employees' time, facilities. The Google Foundation gives ad, their primary giving is called the ad grant program. I'm a recipient of that for so powerful. And so they basically give us free ad space on the Google AdWords platform for our charity. And I have a budget monthly of $40,000 of AdWords budget that I can spend for free. It's gifted to me. And so it's on me to set up the ads that are functional. And so you can give, depending on what your company does or how it works, you can think about how to creatively give things. Yeah. What are your thoughts on those or others that come to mind? Those are really interesting. So the first thing that strikes me talking about the Google one first, $40,000 is a lot of free ads and that is the main way they make money. So Google is a commercial entity, right? It's not a B Corp or a let alone a charity. But the Google Foundation is a charitable organization that's a parallel organization. No, but you're quite right to, to pull me up on that. But nevertheless, the fact that it exists, again, it implies to me there has got to be some commercial rationale behind the decision to make that foundation exist anyway. And I would suspect that all of the biggest companies in the world, and particularly ones that are in our lives every day in the way that Google and Facebook and so forth and Amazon are, they have a real perception management job on their hands, don't they? So I think it's very wise that it's probably a very good investment to give you $40,000 worth of free ads, um, which again pushes us towards the idea of considering this as part of our business. I really do think there's a good rationale for it. The other thing it struck me when you were talking about gifting, I thought, oh, I've actually done that. I have to admit it was mostly by my mistakes rather than planning, but I had some inventory that there was something that would just had too many flaws. It was electronics, which yeah, electronics from China, don't do it at home, folks, unless you really know what you're doing. But <laughs> quite a lot of flaws coming out of that. And it was getting one-star reviews on Amazon. It wasn't a viable product in the Amazon space. And I got in touch with some, I think it, it was in America. So I've actually donated more charitable goods to Americans than Brits, which is weird, but because the this, this stock was in America and I got in touch with a veterans guitar group, I think. And I said, would you like some guitar tuners? Or maybe they got in touch with me actually. And they said, can you do us a special price? So I said, you can have the stock for free as long as you understand that it's somewhat flawed. And I'm, I'm sorry about that in advance. I'll pay for the transport and that's it. So that was actually quite a good way of building some massive goodwill whilst getting rid of some stock I was never going to be able to sell anyway. Yeah, it, it can become quite an organic part of your life, I think. You mentioned the Google, the details of the Google ad grant. And I'll, I'll just say, if you really think about what they're doing, it's really genius. They're taking digital inventory that is bids that cost them zero and giving it to a charity and then claiming that as I'm sure part of their charitable giving. <laughs> so it literally costs them nothing. They gift it to a charity. The charity uses it and then they've magically created giving. It's genius. Now, is that ethical on their side? Yeah. Yeah. It's helping. It is their core business to be an advertising company. If they're giving me free advertising, they are giving me something of real value, but it just doesn't cost them anything apart from, of course, their infrastructure and their team development time and all of the architecture of their business is designed to, you know, they've, they've spent masses of money making that a reality. But I, I do think that those are the interesting angles for us as e-commerce sellers is what do you have? Like your example with the guitar tuner, what do you have and how could you potentially use it in a win-win sort of way? And I think there's a real power in that. Although I guess there are some cautionary tales to be had on the other side of it. And I know that you've got a couple of tales where, you know, what seems like such a good idea that more is better. And sometimes 
doing more and more of something that is maybe supposed to be a side part of your business can go a bit funny to give us your tale there. There are examples of badly done charitable efforts. Obviously, without even needing to say it, if you're not an ethical operator, then you suck. And that's just, that's a tale of mismanagement and bad ideas. So that's just not worth even mentioning. But the more nuanced stories are, I think, of interest, like the one about the Ray Kroc McDonald's founder having a problem with their charitable giving. The other one that's very current and would be well-known to people, of course, is Tom's Shoes. Blake McCoskey is the founder and Tom's Shoes, in essence, went into receivership this last year and was bought by its creditors or taken over by its creditors. Blake is out. It, in essence, was pioneering in the idea of a buy one, give one model, buy a pair of shoes and give it to someone in need. And that model is really attractive to customers. I mean, he pioneered this concept or scaled it. Problem was with his work, of course, shoes go in and out of style. And so it's just like any other e-commerce business or company where it's got to be well-managed on the business side. And the other element that was awkward was I was, I'm familiar with the distribution details of those donated shoes. And it just was problematic in many ways. I'm sure it changed many kids' lives, but it also had problems and it was not a world-changing concept, I think it's fair to say. There are local economies that I think people would rightly say were devastated by free shoe distributions. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 391. I know of charities, local charities, they're called CBOs, community-based organizations, who would receive shoes from the Tom's distributions. And they would, because they were in the pecking order of charities, the low end of the low end of who cared about who, they would, for example, get all the size 12 and size 13 shoes. And they're a, a, a school for K through seventh grade. And so just mismatches like that and issues like that continued to, I think, be problematic. And at scale, they were massive problems. And ultimately, I think it was a problem for them to reconcile was their model actually doing good in the world? And their storytelling, of course, said that it was. But when you scratched under the surface, all these concerns began to emerge. And I think that's really the cautionary tale is to get clarity on what you're doing, how you're doing it, the impact, the law of unintended consequences. All of those things start to come to the forefront when you think about doing things, especially at scale. If you're going to give a couple thousand bucks a year, no big deal. You can, you can really not mess that up that badly. But if you're talking about scaling a system and having your marketing associated with it, you really have to think through the nuance. What I think is very interesting is what you just touched on is a pretty profound point, which is making stuff available for free actually has pretty profound consequences, not all of which are benign. So I think, for example, coming back to Oxfam, which is generally held up as a very famous and generally seen as a good charity and run, But for example, round the corner from me, and this is in a very wealthy area. So the Oxfam shop sells pretty nice secondhand clothes from very wealthy people in houses worth millions of pounds or dollars. They sell them pretty expensively, but they have their overheads like anyone else, but they don't have to pay their staff. Whereas there is a vintage clothing shop round the corner in another street. And this isn't just in some backwoods, it's in an expensive area, but they probably sell clothing that's maybe a little bit more hip or whatever, but it's probably not that different in quality, but they have overheads and they're trying to make a living from it. So that Oxfam shop, that, that game's already happened. Their competition, I don't think that game's already played, but the high street 
that sold secondhand or otherwise cheaper end of clothing was probably devastated by the wave of charity shops taking over in the UK, say, a generation or two ago. So that that is not an ethically neutral thing, is it? It's a very interesting point you make there. That's right. And that's true on the US or UK side. Like what you just described is also true in the US where there are the charity shops. It's also true, though, on the ground in places like Zambia and Congo and South Africa in the less developed parts. Those impacts are real there as well. And just a few suggestions here to wrap it up, I would say. If you're going to dig into this stuff and you want to work on a missional intent or charitable intent, I would really encourage you to start small and scale into it with trusted partners. Find something you really can research that you can go and visit. You can talk to them about their overhead structure, how they spend their money, how they spend their undesignated gifts, brutal questions even. How much does your CEO make? What is your What amount of money goes to general and administrative on a cash basis compared to what you receive in cash? That is a laser beam question that those people will squirm to answer if they're not comfortable but if you, because, for example, if a charity receives a huge amount of gift in kind, that's different than cash giving that they've received. And so there are nuances here and you want to really explore them, learn about them, and then scale up with charity partners that you really can trust. And as you grow your business, grow your giving. And I'll just be honest, I give one day a week to our charity. That's Mondays. And over time, my wife and I's goal is to give more and more of our days of the week and of our cash to our charitable effort. And I think as we grow our e-commerce companies and have success, you have to ask the question, what are you going to do with your success? Because a lot of us are just scratching so hard to get initial efforts off the ground. We haven't thought through what would this look like if I'm making a lot of money. And I think the seeds of a good charitable idea are planted early. And it's really opportunity for learning as you go, even if you feel like, I don't have any money, I don't have any time. If you just dedicate a tiny percentage and a tiny amount of your time, you'll start to find the seeds that can grow into something meaningful, you know, in the future. So I guess that's my rant about how to do this well. I thought that was a beautiful statement. I I just want to say that I'm personally, again, talking about the brand, just to bring it home for those who maybe make myself a little bit more commercially minded. The fact that you have a charitable wing to your whole life and your life with your wife and that your business has, again, has been part of my picture of you and who you are and your values. And again, it's part of inducing trust and goodwill. So I think that there are great payoffs for this, as well as it being something you can feel good about at the end of the day and at the end of your life, even if you're talking about the bigger picture. So I think this is a great topic. Um, I'm very happy to have explored it with you and uh, not talked about very much either in the e-commerce world, in my experience. So be interesting to dig into this again. But for now, thank you very much for inspiring um, myself and those listening about giving more. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. We offer you free help on our website, including PDFs, videos, and mini courses on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels. Some are for Amazon, most are for any sales channel. To get those and to stay up to date with our podcasts, go to www.theecommerceleader.com. Thanks for listening. If you would like resources and links and other help 
to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening. Three nine one.